You're listening to The Business Marketing Show, episode number 22. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com or on iTunes. Hi everyone, this is Ed K. Smith from Online Impact with my co-host Brendan Tully from the Search Engine Shop bringing you Business Marketing Show. How are you today, Brendan? I'm good, Ed. That was a very pleasant introduction. Yeah, I just thought I'd do something different today. <laughs> so, uh, Welcome to the show. Yeah. It's great to be on. Great, great to, to have you in my life, Brendan. Um, and I'm sure people listening think the same. Um, anyone who's met you in person knows what a fantastic guy you are. Thanks, Ed. Your turn. So nice of you. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> just well, yeah. just stroking Brendan's ego today, just to, you know, just to make him feel better. So, uh, thanks everyone for joining us today. Uh, we're going to talk about five common mistakes that business owners make in terms of the internet and marketing on the internet. So, there's far more than five, isn't there, Brendan? But we're just yes. going to cover five ones that we think are very common that we come across in our daily business activities. So, we will uh, we'll go through those and um, see how we come up at the other end. I'm sure by then we'll probably have added another five just in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. I guess they're the 80-20, right? The, the ones we see the most often in workshops, in workshops particularly, because... Um, I guess they're not even mistakes in some in in one sense. They're more, I guess, mindset and errors in mindset and approach to the entire web and doing business online kind of thing. Mm. So, um, too, yeah, too we, true. Should kick, we kick off? Kick off. Number one on the list is <clears throat> me. Uh, being uh, being number one in Google means instant success, millionaire time, billionaire time. Um, we see this in the workshops all the time that everybody just wants to be number one in Google. It's like the magical unicorn that if they get there, it'll be happy days and it'll be the happy land and you know all that sort of stuff, which is not the case at all. Um, now, hold your horses just a second here. So, you're trying to tell me that if I'm not number one on Google, then that's not going to solve all of my problems in terms of Sorry business. to break it to you, Ed. No. Now, now, oh, no, this is what I've been telling all my clients for 10 years or so. <laughs> Far out, I'm in trouble now. Uh, no, but dead dead true. It is not the uh, silver bullet, the magic silver bullet that fixes everything. Uh, sometimes it can actually create more problems. Um, and I was using this example the other day with a client talking about Google AdWords in comparison to SEO. I'm saying SEO is fantastic and you get a good ranking for certain keyword terms. You get a lot of business potentially or not. Uh, but if you do get a lot of business from it, um, if you don't have your business set up properly and you've got a whole stack of business coming in from organic search and you can't cater for it, you can end up looking like a bit of a goose because you can't turn it off. That's one of yep. the advantages with AdWords is you can switch it off. On and off, like a tap, when you need to to have it running. So, but that's not the what you're going to talk about in terms of being number one on Google. Different well, story. There's a whole lot of things around this. Like, okay, let's let's just break it down a bit. Number one in Google for what search term for starters? Yep. Um, 
there's also a whole bunch of other things around there that you, I can't go into in too much detail, but in the workshops we talk about, you know, there's a big difference between a business that is a B2C business, a so business to consumer or like a retail focus, focused business and a B2B business, a business that sells to other businesses. Yeah. Um, and also the length of the sales cycle makes a, a huge difference. Like, you know, depending on the price of whatever you sell, um, and the length of the sales cycle, being number one in Google might only be a tiny part of the sales puzzle, whereas for something like an online store that sells $10 widgets, that might be everything. So, you know, it may not even be relevant to your business being number one in Google or not for whatever the search term um, you want to be there for. And then the other thing is that you can't actually create demand in the search results. Like SEO and AdWords can only tap into existing demand. So, if there's no demand for whatever you're selling or if people aren't searching for it or you have some new fantastic product that you've created that has never existed before, then being number one in Google really isn't going to make any difference because nobody knows about it, so they're not searching for it. Yes, dead, dead true. Absolutely. So, um, and what is the difference? Okay, someone keeps saying to uh, to you, you want to be, you know, want to be number one on Google, want to be number one on Google. What is the difference between being number one, and this is with, we're only talking number one on Google organically in the natural search listings, not in paid advertising. So what's the difference between being number one or being number five? Well, again, man, it comes back to for what search term, like most, like a typical small business owner doesn't really understand how search demand works. So everyone wants to be number one for some very generic term that's very broad. Um, where people have pretty weak buying intent. So I talk about it a lot with clients that you've got to be very mindful of people's intent when they're searching. So someone who's using a very broad generic term is kind of at the start of their buying process or they're just doing some research. They're not, you know, in the final stages ready to make a decision or buy or pick up the phone, call, send an email, whatever it is. So those broad generic searches, they aren't really worth much when you rank high, whereas a more a longer, more detailed search that might have, you know, five, eight words in the search term or the search phrase. That's someone who's very specific. They know what they want. They've got very strong intent. They're really looking for a solution to whatever their problem is. You know, it might be holiday accommodation in the southwest of WA or something like that. And you know what that person's looking for. We're in Margaret River. Like, that's very clear intent. Yeah. Whereas someone who's just searching for accommodation. Holiday. Yeah, accommodation. Or so, accommodation in WA that's very broad. So. Yeah, so this being focused on rankings in Google and number one is a really bad idea and there's a whole bunch, of, like we could talk all day and like number one for what search term, number one where, what type of search result, like the search results are different from location to location, from device to device, so this number one doesn't really, like it's not a good thing to focus on, you know, if you're going to chase the search results or the search engines as a marketing channel, you're actually much better off focusing on organic traffic as opposed to rankings because what you really want is the traffic. You don't really care about the rankings so much, if that makes sense. I'm kind yeah, of rambling yeah. a bit, I think. No, 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 absolutely. The, the focus is the quality and the targeted traffic that you want to get to your site. It's not about how many times you appear for certain keyword terms or it, it really is if you're getting the right type of traffic um, then the volume can always be increased with different channels. But you want to make sure, first of all, you are targeting the right keyword terms. Um, and, and typically, this is what we say to our clients that we've been working with, is that we all like to experiment with an AdWords campaign first 
to get a very quick idea of what keyword terms and, and phrases, etc., are converting into sales or leads or inquiries, whatever it is. Uh, and then once we've established a, a baseline from that, we can go, all right, now we can really focus on improving the organic listings for these search terms because we know these ones work. Now, we've mentioned this in past podcasts. Um, so that's a, that's a strategy that we have been using that works very well rather than just going, okay, let's try and optimize uh, and, and get traffic for these you know 20 keyword terms without really knowing whether they're the right keyword terms or not. Yeah, yeah, because it is all about buyers at the end of the day, and SEO is slow. Like AdWords, you have control. You know, we could set up an AdWords campaign this morning, and it will be live this afternoon, and be getting traffic. Whereas SEO, while there are big, quick wins like getting the Google Maps or Google Places sorted or Google Plus Local, whatever we're calling it this month, <laughs> um, you know, that'll give you a big hit in traffic pretty quickly. But it's still, you know, to get. If you're working with someone actively on SEO, it's going to take time to move you up to the top of the search results. And like you say, with the wrong search term, you're going to get all this traffic, but it's not going to convert into customers or sales or whatever, which is really what we want at the end of the day. We don't, we don't care at all about traffic if it's not turning into customers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, it, it is really important that people manage their intent of what they're doing and their expectation because... Um, Search engine optimization is a very different thing to paid advertising and uh, you can end up spending a lot of wasted time and energy targeting keyword terms that weren't accurate for your business anyway. So yeah. so doing the keyword research and understanding your target market are very important. So yeah. number I one, I just want to add one, yeah, 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 add one more on. point there. Go for it. It's so funny because the people are so focused on this. I want to be number one for this keyword and we see it in the workshops. And you ask them, are you number one for your business name? And quite often they're not. So while... Yeah, yeah good point. Very good we, point. We just had that like whatever 10-minute rant about that. But uh, I would say that if there is one thing that you need to be number one for on Google, it is your business name because when people are searching your business name, they actually want to do business with you, call you, come and see you, whatever it is. So out of anything you do on the search results, that would be the first... That's the first thing we do when we work with clients is... See what happens when you Google their business name because if they're not number one, then fixing that is an instant win. Particularly like word of mouth is you know, probably for almost every business the strongest marketing channel or strongest source of leads. So yep. being the number one for the business name ties into that. Mate, and I, I can absolutely guarantee if I typed in the search engine shop, you'd be number one, Brendan. I hope so. I'm going to Google it now. Because... Yeah, you Google it. You Google it now. <laughs> and I'm assuming if anyone searches for online impact, yes. that I should be number one also. Um, Brendan's checking this. You, you can all go and check this yourself. We're all okay. We're, we're both number one. We're, so both, okay. we're both all right now. And typically, that's not going to be an issue. I have had some clients that we've started doing work for recently that they haven't shown up for their business uh, name and they have had a website for years, <laughs> uh, which is a bit of a worry. But uh, especially when it's a really unusual name or, you know, unique name, it's not a common terminology that you're trying to uh, compete against others for. But so, yeah, good point. Very, very good point as usual, yep. Mr. Brendan. Thanks, Ed. Number two. Number two. What's number two? Uh, focus when it comes to web stuff. Uh, we'll expand on this point, but... A focus on the design and look and feel of the website as you know the primary thing when it comes to doing stuff online. So um, I have something. <laughs> yeah, I have this thing I call the website redesign loop, where 
you know, everyone knows that. If the web's everywhere. Everyone has a smartphone these days, or nearly everybody. So the web is everywhere, and there's, you know, there is very strong pressure on businesses to be actively involved and engaged in marketing online. So the the typical approach is our website's not working. We need a new website. They spend five, ten, twenty thousand dollars getting something beautiful designed that looks great, fancy bells and whistles. Um, the website goes live and nothing changes. The phone doesn't start ringing because they're just focused Surprise. on the look and feel of the site. Yep. So the look and feel isn't a broader marketing strategy, right? It's only one small piece of the puzzle. And you know, with a very, very simple website, you can actually do more or it can be more successful from a sales and marketing perspective than a fancy, high-end, super-designed site. What do you think, Ed? Agree, absolutely. And the, you know, uh, there's examples we can. I'm sure we could find <coughs> of sites that look dog ugly uh, that perform fantastically. You know, they they. It's not necessarily just about the uh, the bells and whistles of what it looks like. Um, yeah. And a lot of a lot of the things that web designers like to incorporate in uh, websites, well, these days and in the past, uh, are not necessarily advantageous to the visitor. Um, they're really more to show off their latest technology skills that they can use these you know, fancy widgets in their website. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to uh, improve the chances of conversion um, on, on the site. So just because there's a bit of technology that's there, um, and one, one of the things, you know, could be argued sliders are not, you know, uh, banner sliders at the top of a website are not necessarily that good. And there has been documentation that they're not SEO friendly. Um, mm-hmm. so, but, you know, sometimes they can serve a purpose. So it really just depends. Or always question what something is being added to your website for, particularly if it involves a lot of uh, movement on the site or distraction. Yeah, I mean, every single element on the website should have a why. There needs to be a strong marketing and sales-driven reason for why that needs to be there. You know, I see it all the time. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all these social buttons. It's like, why? You're, you know, you're a dentist. Nobody's going to like you on Facebook and all this sort of stuff or talk about it on Twitter. Like, it just... You've got to be careful when you're talking to a web designer to understand that they are a designer. They are not a sales and marketing person because ultimately your goal or most of the time when you're doing stuff online is to make the phone ring to get those inquiries, make sales, get customers. And if you walk, if you start a conversation with a designer, they're going to want to focus on design, not marketing. So, you know, that's their focus is building something that looks great. And if your focus is getting customers in the door, you know, there's no alignment there. You're totally out of whack. So your expectation and what they're delivering, there's just a complete disconnect there. So you really need to be mindful of that, that design is only one piece of the puzzle. There's so many more elements we've talked about in another episode. So, you know, content and copywriting, photography, traffic generation, yeah. tech, the underlying technology that drives the website, you know, search engine stuff. There's, if people put half the focus they put on design into those other elements, they'd be so much more success- successful when it comes to web stuff. Yeah. We've got a client like that right now who is about to not become a client <laughs> anymore <laughs> because, of this, Surprise. <laughs> because of this very scenario because we just can't get it through. That, uh, and Maybe it's our lack of communication. Maybe, we, we're, maybe we're letting it, the, the client down in that regard because um, we haven't communicated how important the other areas are enough 
um, and we've uh, they're, they're focusing too much on on what it looks like. Um, yeah. But you know, you can't you can't win all the time, and, and often people have to make mistakes to learn these things, even if they've been told by someone else that it's a bad idea. They yeah. still need to go through their convince a strategy of doing it themselves and then find out that it's a bad idea after several yeah. thousands of dollars of missed opportunity. Um, <laughs> anywho, so that's number two. That was quicker than the Google one. Yeah. So what's number three? Number three is no budget or the expectation that because, well, Google is free, so they don't have to spend any money. Oh, well, we're, we're a charity. Um, I, I, <laughs> I assumed you were a charity as well, Brendan. No? Sal- Salvation Army websites. That's what it says on our top of the Salvo search. Um, yes, no, it takes a lot of time and energy to get a website ranked. Now, you either have to spend the time doing that yourself and learning how to do it yourself, or you have to hire someone to do it. And regardless of whether you're hiring someone who's relatively cheap from somewhere around the world, wherever they may be, uh, sometimes that can be a costly mistake as well because cheap is not always best. Uh, So you need to find someone that's got a good reputation and who has done this stuff for a long time and understands all the changes and nuances of the search engine marketing industry and companies like Google. Not that there's probably very many people that really understand Google because I don't think Google understands Google. But <laughs> And I've had many interesting conversations with people from Google in the last uh, week or two, but we won't go there. Um, so I would suggest that you know you can't have the, the idea in your mind that it is going to be free, just like Brendan said. It, it doesn't cost you anything when someone clicks on your organic li- li- listing, but it costs time and money to get it there in the first place. Yeah, this is a funny one, and kind of bugs me a little bit because I, you know, I'm I'm guessing you get it too. You know, we have clients that have spent a lot of money with the yellow pages in the past, tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, mm. and you know, clearly the yellow pages doesn't work so well as a marketing channel today. But and they need to do something. They need to you know take that you know switch and start really focusing on online, but. You know, there's an expectation that they can get away with a tiny little budget where they've been spending tens of thousands of dollars every year, generally not getting a very good result. So that's, I don't, I don't know what drives that, but that frustrates me a lot that you're switching from a marketing channel to another one that's actually a lot more effective and you don't want to give it any budget. Um, and then there's the, there's the other thing that there's always the question of how much does it cost? So, we get this in the workshops all the time. How much should I spend on a website rebuild? Which is, that's, that's alarm bells for me because it screams that you haven't done, you haven't run the rough numbers. You haven't really thought through this strategy because you really should be approaching this with a, this is my budget. This is what I can afford to spend every month. And this is my expectation of what I'm going to get out of it. I'm going to get two new clients a month. I'm going to sell so much per month. That's really how you need to approach it as opposed to how much does it cost because it's – how much does it cost? I'll – you know, $100,000. There you go. <laughs> There's the cost. You know, like it just yeah. doesn't make sense. It's more if you want to be in control of the process and you want to be successful online, you really have to have a strategy. It doesn't need to be complex but you need to walk into it knowing what you want to get out of it. You're going to spend money. You have to accept that it is going to cost money. So then the question becomes – how much money can you afford to spend 
and what's the result that you need to generate from that spend. So, you know, it might be a 20-minute exercise to sit down and run some napkin maths, but if you do that, you'll be in a lot better place and you'll have a lot better result than if you just walk into it thinking, spending money, it's costing me money, I'm not getting a result, I thought Google was free, or I've only got, you know, a few hundred dollars to spend each month, it's just a much better approach. Yeah, and uh, so true. And when, if you don't do that, you know, every business is different and every market is different. So you could be a business that is going into something that's not very competitive in terms of Google. There may, there may be some decent search volume there for what you're marketing, but where you live or where your local market is, you may not have a lot of competition at this moment in time. So that may not be as expensive for you to, to get started and uh, start marketing and advertising in that budget and uh, sorry, in that marketplace. But, if you're someone else like a dentist or a, a law firm or whatever it may be where you're going into a hyper-competitive marketplace, we've already got well-entrenched businesses that have been doing this for five or ten years uh, and they've already got a, a handle on that marketplace and you've got a real tough job cracking into that marketplace and you've got to have a decent budget and some serious nows to work out what you're going to do to, to be able to... Um, take a portion of that business away from that that current those top placeholders in in SEO or Google. So yeah. you've got to have a strategy for your particular scenario. Otherwise, you know, there's not one size fits all. That just does does not exist. Uh, yeah. Every every business is different. Yeah, and it is. I mean, sorry to say that it is something that is. It's going to take up part of your mind share all of the time. It's not like. Ten years ago, where you met your yellow pages rep once or twice a year, you did the deal, paid the money, and you could forget about the marketing. The phone rang. The world has changed. Like that's that approach doesn't work anymore. So it is going to require not constant attention, but it's going to need regular attention. You're going to have to give it some attention once a month, every couple of weeks, and really, like I see it, it almost as if you know, if you're a you know a small business with five or more staff, you probably have an IT guy that you call about computers, stuff breaks, you know, you sit down and have a conversation about technology every few months. The web stuff is really the, the same sort of thing. You need someone, yeah. you need to have a relationship with someone that you can sit down that they are not there just to sell you a new website. It's an actual ongoing relationship that you are paying for that they support you and your marketing and their job is to help you get new customers and make the phone ring. So, yeah, I think yeah. that's also part of that too. Absolutely, dead straight. And look, and that's what you and I do as as a service is we, we provide that because typically with someone that we start off as a new client that we've never dealt with before, we'll be very hand-holding for the first couple of months and we'll speak to them on average once a week or once a fortnight uh, for the new processes that are being put in place. Uh, but once things are up and running and we've got a good handle on things, we've, we, we've got things underway, then typically we'll set time aside to talk to them once a month might be for half an hour uh, and you know they get reports and things like that so we're always keeping a finger on the pulse we're managing the process for them um, so they can get on focusing on what they need to do now that's where people again have that you know they're very disillusioned in this whole process but they think that they can all of a sudden take on all these different areas that are, that are very specific skill sets and and still work on their business mm. or in their business, um, which was the case for most people working in it, um, it's just not possible. You can't do all of these things. So you've either got to employ someone full time in your office, or you've got to outsource it to to someone. So yeah, yeah, 
So that uh, that brings us kind of to the next point. We've kind of wrapped rollers into two, but the next one is avoiding advertising because it costs money. Yeah, we sort of have, and we've also also mentioned strategy, which is probably another one we're talking about. But um, yeah, that's point number five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got ahead of ourselves. I knew we'd do that. I knew we'd do that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that is again. People are completely kidding themselves if they think they can get away with spending money on advertising um, in terms of online. Um, your competitors are going to completely eat your lunch. Um, if, you, if you're not targeting your marketplace with advertising in some way, shape or form, uh, yeah, you're just going to, you're going to get left behind because everyone else is doing that. And, and trust me, your competitors are real happy if you don't. So, because yeah. just more for them. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is as well, it's never going to be cheaper than it is today. Tomorrow, that you know, there's going to be more competitors in their advertising online, and it's going to drive the price up. So, the sooner you get started with advertising, and you know, if you're using search engines, you need to be using AdWords for search. Um, you know, you need, if you're looking at search engines, you need two-factor approach. You need the SEO, and you need to look at paid ads. And then there's a whole bunch of other channels like Facebook ads, Google Display Network ads. So we've talked about display network on another podcast. I don't think we talked about Facebook ads, but those would be if you're doing print advertising already and that's working quite well, then something like Facebook ads and display network ads will work even better and will be cheaper. And then, you know, if you really want to get fancy, if you're doing TV advertising, then, you know, you should probably look at at least testing some YouTube video ads as well. Definitely. And that's, yeah, YouTube video advertising is very, very inexpensive now. Um, yeah, compared to TV ads for sure. Oh, absolutely, and and you know you think of the viewership of of YouTube, it's it's massive, um, and there's a lot of um, un, unused advertising space at the moment on YouTube. So, uh, yeah. and what Brendan said about the, the it'll never be as cheap as it is today. I mean, after seeing twelve years worth of AdWords campaigns go through my system. Uh, and seeing what we were paying for the client for, you know, cost per click for certain keyword terms 12 years ago that were five and 10 cents a click. Uh, and now they're, you know, five and ten dollars a click. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> seriously, you know, so as soon as the, your marketplace becomes aware and that's, that's on an exponential rate these days, more and more people are becoming aware that they need to be doing this stuff, that all the old things they did just don't work. And, everyone's finding everything pretty much on the internet or through social media, then that is where they, they're going to go. And that is, Brendan said, the prices are going to get driven up. So delaying things and putting it off is not going to help you at all. It's, you're still yeah. going to have to pay whatever the relevant uh, price is at that moment in time. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we've talked about this already. Internet's here to stay. I mean, both my parents are walking around with iPhones in their pocket people have internet in their pocket. So yep. if you want to reach your customers, you need to be doing stuff on the interweb. The interweb nets. The interweb. So <laughs> last point, no strategy. We kind of covered this already, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's a, it's a big one. So Yeah, go. I mean, I guess probably a big part of this is particularly at a business owner level, there's a lot of focus on tactics as opposed to strategy. I mean, we see that the workshops... Uh, common questions. If I do this, will I rank number one in Google? If I have video on my website, will I rank number one in Google? It's like, you, that's kind of a tactics focus. As a business owner, you really need to step back and your, your job is to focus on the broader strategy stuff 
and get someone else to do the tactical. Find someone who can do that for you and tell you what tactics to use based on your strategy and your goals. Yeah, and that that's really, I mean, the, the strategy probably should have been the first one um, <laughs> in terms of, you know, it's the underlying focus on then what you're going to do for all the other things we talked about. So, you know, having the time put aside with, you know, key members of your staff, with business partners, or even if it's just you, then just you, mapping out what it is you, you're trying to achieve over the next, you know, one, two, five, ten years, uh, and and having a, some sort of game plan. Look, you know, you can't be completely accurate with this stuff. A lot of it's very loose, but, you know, having some sort of form of roadmap is better than just getting in your car and driving randomly. You know, if you want to go from Perth to Sydney, Use your GPS or a roadmap at least. Don't just, you know, take off and hope you'll get there. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Hey, do you watch the, the TV show The Prophet? Um, I don't because I can't get access to it in Perth, I don't oh, think. Oh, uh, unless, unless you know a way that I don't. Is it, It's not on YouTube or anything, is it? Uh, you can watch it on Hulu, but I was going to say, so the TV show The Prophet is a... Uh, for those who haven't heard of it, this guy, Marcus Lamonis, he's a business guy in, uh, it's like Shark Tank. Yeah. He goes into kind of struggling businesses and he buys them and fixes them up. But that's, uh, that, uh, is an awesome example of strategy at play. You know, he comes in and he changes the business strategy mm. and it, you know, it's amazing to see the difference. I mean, we talked, I think it was the last episode we talked to Lisa and, you know, she kind of does a similar thing that pulls the business owners out of the day to day doing and tactics and operational stuff and really gets them to focus on the strategy part. So it really is that case of pulling yourself out of this. If I put a YouTube video on my website, I'll rank number one and looking at the broader picture and the napkin maths and all the, you know, like we've talked about, if I put a dollar in, how much do I need to get out to make this whole thing work? So, mm. but uh, yeah, if you can find the profit online, it would be, you know, watch it and you see for those listening, you see the classic, mistakes the business owners make that we actually see you know, watching the show you kind of cringe but sometimes in the workshops we kind of have the same feeling when you hear these tactics questions instead of broader strategy questions yeah 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 a lot of people have mentioned that show to me so um i'll i'll dig deeper to see how i can get on board it. ed it's very addictive okay. and it's just it's just entertaining as well entertainingly addictive sounds like a lot of shows on tv <laughs> uh, but but with a a very useful theme yeah it's funny as well because he has this uh he has this approach people process product and even we were talking to lisa and she was like 90 percent of everything in business is people i'm like wow it's like the same message being repeated over and over again it really is about the people and you know for me we've made some changes in our business in the last month and it was funny i was thinking a lot about this about people and i kind of forgot to include myself in the people bit um and i just you know i had some own my, my own mindset kind of shifts in the last month and it was like wow like as the business owner you'll probably need the most work in the the kind of people department and that really is like for me i have the problem too getting out of the tactics and the operational stuff so i'm focusing more on the broader strategy very very cool all right well speaking of addictive shows our addictive show is at an end for this week (laughs) and because we know people can't get enough of it and what's um, happening on next week's show ed i don't know (laughs) I don't know, Brendan. You're supposed to have a teaser. Come on. What are we going to do to get people we're, to listen We're going to talk time? about Facebook ads next week. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing as you cool. mentioned it before, it, tr- it triggered. I thought, haven't we spoken about Facebook ads yet? 
So really? we really, really need to talk about Facebook advertising because that is cool. a, a very different beast and a very exciting, powerful one if used correctly. So, uh, yes. So, uh, we look forward to having you listen next week. Thank you, Brendan, again for your time and wisdom. Thanks, buddy. Someone has to prop the show up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, if I have to. Yeah. If you're going to frame it like that, I'll yeah, take Yeah, oh, that's just my self-flagellation there. So, um, but we, we will, we really know the truth. But uh, so thanks, mate. Have a good weekend and catch you next week. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com or on iTunes.